Here's what's coming up on today's show. So it's something to at least be aware of. If nothing else, just to understand, I know these taxes are out there, but I don't have to worry about it as opposed to being totally oblivious to it. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into Complete Estate Planning. Glad to have you. We're going to talk taxes today, Nick. I know we want to go ahead and just lay it out there up front because I know how many people love talking about taxes, right? Probably zero, <laughs> uh, if I had to guess. Um, so hopefully, um, please don't hit unsubscribe um, when you when you start uh, listening to this and realize we're talking about taxes. It is important information to know, or if it's that boring, you know what? Just skip this episode. I promise we won't do taxes on the next one. I won't hit you twice in a row. I know people don't like talking about it, but it's important and it's important to protect everything you've earned. And that's why you need to be aware of uh, what tax obligations you'll have with your estate plan. So we'll run through that today on the show. Again, you can find us online. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. A lot of great resources there for you to learn more about estate planning. Our podcasts are there as well. You can sign up for Nick's newsletter. But more importantly, you can always schedule a time to meet with Nick right there on the website. There's a big orange button. You can click that and set up a time to sit down with Nick over at Rosenbauer Law Office. Nick, how's everything else going around the office? Uh, other than that, we're uh, doing good. Busy, busy, busy. Normally, normally the summer is a little calm because um, I guess people are you know, on vacation and doing better things. But uh, I had a lot of people talk about vacationing in March and April and May uh, this year. I don't know if that's something that, that you've picked up on or if people just were pent up about missing a couple years vacations and they decided not to wait to the summer. But yeah, no, uh, it's good to be busy. And I guess, you know, our little one's only five months old, so we're definitely not doing a uh, family vacation this year. I cannot imagine hmm. getting them on a plane or putting them in a car for 14 hours. Um, so I guess this is the year not to take uh, a vacation. And also with $6 a gallon for gas, I, I can't even, probably couldn't afford to go on vacation. My life depended on it. <laughs> so not even a trip up to Kings Island this summer? Probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I hate Kings Island. Really? Yeah, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't do roller coasters okay. or like drop zone like at all. Yeah. I've been on, you know, one adult roller coaster ride in my entire life. How pathetic is that? <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even at Kings Island. It was down at Coney Island, which is a smaller one down uh, down by the river. Wasn't even anything that crazy or intense. Just did it once. I guess just peer pressure and just getting made fun of and ripped on forever. And I finally did it. Oh, man, I had to be, I was probably like 16 or 17. And I said, nope, never again. I probably have not been to Kings Island myself in 15 years. Easy. So hmm. my wife can take the kids. That's fine. I'll stay at home. Yeah. I love is, it. That, is that pathetic? Yeah, no, it's not pathetic. I mean, I, I, theme parks aren't for everybody. There's no question about it. But I just know Kings Island. My wife used to go there a lot in the summers when she was growing up in Cincinnati. So I, uh, I'm familiar with it. I've never been, 
there personally. Yeah, well, always... if you're not a chicken um, <laughs> and a baby like I am, then sure, it's probably great. Oh, it's probably a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. Uh, anyway, well, I won't, I won't uh, leave you out there be shamed any longer, Nick. We'll, we'll jump right into our conversation and shift gears into taxes. We all heard that famous quote, right? I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said, in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. And, you know, although taxes are they're often discussed with a financial advisor or a CPA, you might not necessarily associate them with an estate planning attorney, but there are a lot of tax consequences within the estate plan. So we want to list out some of the ones you need to be aware of today on the podcast. Let's start with the estate tax. Big one. Well, and here's the thing. Let me, before I dive into that, I want to hit on something you just mentioned. Okay. And we're going to go over some of the amounts and some of the exemption and exclusion amounts, which just what that means um, is basically, you know, to the effect of here's how much, you know, you can have or receive or pass on before having to to pay tax. Okay. So um, right now we are in a, I guess, kind of a, a tax scenario or a time uh, in America where very few people have to deal with a lot of these taxes at death. So the amounts here, for most people, it's not relevant or they're not subject to the tax. So they won't get taxed when they die. So because of it, a lot of people just completely don't think about it. Attorneys don't go over it. Um, But these laws can change, not to get into politics, but depending on who's in power, they're always looking at moving this these needles, moving these targets and numbers. So it's something to at least be aware of. If nothing else, just to understand, I know these taxes are out there, but I don't have to worry about it as opposed to being totally oblivious to it, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. So so yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll start with the estate tax. Okay. <clears throat> and actually, you may have heard the term you know, a death tax. Right. Okay. There are a, a death tax is, you know, like the over broader category. There are two different types of taxes underneath that umbrella. There's estate tax and there's inheritance tax. Uh, and it all depends on, you know, where the target is or where the focus is. So for the estate tax, that is a tax on the value of someone's estate or net worth or nest egg when they die before the inheritance gets paid out. So it has nothing to do with the beneficiaries, nothing to do with who gets what. It is when I die, um, you know, and my debts and bills are paid, how much money does the dead person have in their estate? Okay, it's paid at that level. Okay, so it's not as if all of the kids get a tax bill when they get their money. Okay, so the tax is assessed at the level of the estate, so the nest egg of the deceased person, before anything is given to the beneficiaries. And then I know we mentioned a little bit before the exemption amount or the exclusion amount, uh, which is very relevant here because of the amount uh, is so high. But what I mean by that is the amount of money that can be passed on before there has to be a tax. So there's two different levels of this, the federal level and the state level, because, you know, both governments want to get on the action, right, Ben? Obviously. Um, So 
for the federal amount, the current uh, exemption or exclusion is a little over $12 million a person. Okay. So what that means is when you die, roughly, your first $12 million gets a free pass. Okay. Okay. And if you and your wife are married, you each get $12 million. So when you both pass away, the first $24 million goes tax-free. Okay. Okay. So you see why people aren't talking about this mm-hmm. because it doesn't apply to most people. Right. Which is good. I think less taxes is better than more taxes. If you're talking about my money, I'd rather keep some. Now, that amount is set to expire and be cut in half in a few years. So, January 1 of 2026 uh, is when it expires uh, without renewal. So, at that point, it would only go down to $6 million a person, $12 million for a couple. Okay? So, okay. you see why very few people have to deal with it. But there was a time within the last 15 years, it was less than a million. Oh, really? So, shoot. Um yeah. Life insurance, an IRA, and a house right now, you know, a million dollars when you pass away is not unheard of. So this was a big deal in the very not-so-distant future. So it's not as if this is something that is gone and gone away for good. Frankly, it all depends on who's in power mm-hmm. uh, in Washington. Okay, so we we don't worry about it right now, uh, but you want to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the states... Uh, they have their handout as well. Uh, it is a minority of the states. I think there's 10 or 11 states that have some sort of a state tax right now. Uh, that number may be wrong. Uh, Ohio's not one of them, thankfully. Okay, so, and the exemption amounts vary uh, state to state. Okay, so you may get, you may not have to deal with the federal uh, estate tax, but a number of states have a state level estate tax that you may have to deal with. I will say one thing. There are a couple exceptions to this. Uh, the most common one is between spouses. So, you know, Ben, if you have $100 million, you know, you're a professional golfer, and then you just went on the LIV, the Saudi tour, right? And they called you up and said, Ben, you're the main attraction. We'll give you $100 million to join our tour. Um, <laughs> you die. Obviously, that's too much money to skirt underneath the tax amount, right. but you can leave it to your spouse and she doesn't have to pay any tax. Okay. So it's like your money anyway. So there's a an exemption. It's known as a marital deduction. You can leave money to spouses uh, without, having, uh, without having to deal with that. Okay. okay? So that's, that's one piece. But when your wife passes away, you know, you don't get uh, you don't get out of that twice. So you know, between spouses, it basically means you don't have to be taxed on your nest egg when one of you dies. So that's why they do that. Um, other thing to keep in mind um, is gifts. Okay, so gift tax actually falls underneath this estate tax umbrella. Which because what you would be thinking, Ben, is well, if I had a hundred million dollars on my deathbed, how would I? gift all of that to the kids. And then that way right. I die with nothing. Right? Wouldn't that be the the right way to go about it? Well, so. the IRS the IRS has wisened up to that. Um, and so lifetime gifts actually become part of this equation. 
Okay, so if you can give $12 million and you gave away $10 million um, a year ago, then you've used up 10 of your $12 million. Hmm. Okay, um, so you don't get to double dip. So you give away $10 million now, that means you only get two more million uh, left when you pass away. Okay, so it's sometimes considered a lifetime exclusion or exemption amount. Um, so they kind of go hand in hand. So between your life and when you die, you can send $12 million uh, down down the line to someone else. Okay, so that's yeah. why they kind of come into play together. Makes sense. So that's the estate tax. Again, not affecting a lot of people right now, but something to monitor as policy changes. All right, so once the money is out of the estate and it's on to its beneficiaries, then comes the inheritance tax. Bingo. So <laughs> this, um, and I'll tell you this, you usually don't get both. Um, first off, there's no federal inheritance tax. They have the estate tax. There's no federal inheritance tax. Okay. This only shows up with a small number of states. Um, and the states that have a inheritance tax, there's not an estate tax as well. It's one or the other. It's a different approach. Um, and instead of saying we're going to tax at the estate level, so at the level of the dead person's net worth, uh, we're going to tax at the level of the beneficiary or the recipient who gets an inheritance. Okay, so what would happen in this case is if you died, you had $10 million, and Ben, let's say you picked 10 people that you wanted to leave money to, they would get their million dollars, and then whatever the amount is, let's say your first, you know, let's say everyone can inherit $500,000 before tax. You know, million dollars is above that, so each of your 10 beneficiaries would get a tax bill based on that money that they inherited. Okay. Okay, so um, totally different consideration at that point because it's usually based on an amount that someone inherits. So you actually would almost be bribed to spread the money amount in smaller chunks to more people versus a big stack of money to one person. So make sure that your attorney obviously knows what your state has to deal with. Again, minority of states have to deal with this. Most people, inheritance tax is not a problem, state or federal level. Um, but that is the alternative to the estate tax that you need to be aware of. Yeah, that's one that uh, I know that we've, we talk about quite a bit. When you, when you talk about financial planning and estate planning, that tariff tax comes into play quite a bit there. But it's the second one on our list today. We got another one for you. How about the income Tax. How is this one uh, defined here, Nick? Well, um, there's usually it's not a big deal uh, from an, an inheritance standpoint, but there's a couple you know myths on this. First off, inherited assets are not earned income. So Ben, if you if I inherit a million dollars from you, that's not income. I didn't clock in. I didn't clock out. I didn't work for that. So I don't have a million dollars in income by inheriting money from you. That's something that a lot of people get confused about. So that's something I wanted to put on the list. There's only two income considerations. Um, the first one, you know, is let's say, Ben, I inherit a rental property and a business and some stock that pays dividends from you. Okay. Mm -hmm. You die, it comes to me. And then the, the rental property gets $1,000 a month in income. 
Well, and this is common sense, but something to be aware of. Now that the property is mine, that's my income. It was your income. You're gone. Okay, so any income generated from assets that I inherit is obviously now my income because it can't be your income anymore because you're gone. Okay, so it's not really an estate planning within the estate plan, but it's something to be aware of when you're talking about passing down assets to someone that generate income. Okay, so it's not income from inherited assets. You know, that's like the inheritance is the earned income, but when you give them something that generates income, something to be aware of. Also, um, inherited retirement accounts. And those of you who are up on your taxes and financial planning, obviously the money in that IRA, you know, unless it's a Roth, um, is tax deferred. So you don't pay tax when you put the money in there, but you pay the tax when you withdraw it. So obviously, Ben, when I retire, uh, if I pull money out of my IRA every year, I have to pay the tax Mm -hmm. on the money that I pulled out. And the reason why is I haven't paid it yet. So it's really overdue or deferred taxes, right? Um, So let's say when I die, there's still $100,000 in my IRA. I never paid taxes on it because I'm dead and I didn't withdraw it and I give it to my son. When he withdraws from that IRA, he's going to have to pay the tax. But it's not a new tax. That's just the, the tax that I never paid Okay, if I would have been alive, I would have paid the tax when I inherited. So basically, all they're doing is the people who inherit IRAs, they pay the remaining overdue tax that the deceased person never paid. Okay, so that's really the only time that an inheritance deals with an income tax per se. But all they're doing is they're paying the balance of the dead person's tax that he or she hasn't. Okay, makes sense. All right. Well, since we know that uh, taxes are such a riveting conversation, we wanted to go ahead and throw in a bonus, a bonus tax uh, bracket, I guess, or tax category, capital gains. And we hear about this a lot. I know capital gains has been quite in the quite a bit in the news recently. Oh, but yeah. what, how does it apply here to estate planning? Well, uh, you're right. It's a hundred percent been in the news. Um, it's a it's a political issue. So basically what a capital gain is and a capital gains tax is it's a tax based on an asset that increases in value um, and then gets sold, so appreciated. So let's say, Ben, I have 10 shares of P&G stock and I buy it for $10 a share. So I have $100 in stock. If I go and sell it for $1,000 a share, that $900 increase in value is a capital gain. So I have to pay taxes on that increase in value. It's not income tax because I didn't clock in or clock out, right? It's just my stock did well. Mm -hmm. So obviously selling stock that goes up in value can be a taxable event from that standpoint. The way it is right now, and Ben, this is the part that everyone talked about in the news. There's something called a step up in basis. And I know everyone's just rolling their eyes and falling asleep as we talk about this. So I apologize. I promise next next episode is going to be better. 
Um, but what happens is, let's say I don't sell that P&G stock. Let's say instead I die and my inheritance plan leaves it to you. So you haven't sold it, but now you have $1,000 of P&G stock. Mm -hmm. You get what is known a step up in basis. So you are no longer responsible for the value increase from the original $100 to the $1,000 while I was alive. Okay, so basically that tax obligation is wiped out. Um, because of death and because of an inheritance. So something to keep in mind, and again, talk to your financial advisor too. Like I'm not an investment advisor, but from an estate planning standpoint, you want to be careful about selling stock that has really gone up in value during end of life because this could cause a huge tax on that gain, which wouldn't happen if... Um, you know, you passed away without selling it because then the people who inherit it, uh, all of that tax obligation goes away. Um, now, politically, they're talking about getting rid of that to where no matter what happens, even if someone dies and it's inherited, that tax needs to be paid. So they're talking about getting rid of the, you know, exception to the rule, basically. You know, they're talking about saying someone dying and you inheriting it should not be a reason to give you uh, a tax exemption hmm. uh, or basically make you scot-free uh, as far as taxes. So that's the political hot button uh, that uh, that you may – when they talk about that in the news, that's what they're – that's what's in their sights, if you right. will. Well, you got to pay off that uh, that deficit, right? Gotta gotta find ways. I to... mean, you would you would think, but no one seems in a hurry <laughs> <laughs> to to pay it off. Yeah, well, taxes are definitely something that uh, we'll have to be paying attention to, and it will affect your estate plan. So, again, if you have questions about this, uh, want to see how it all factors into what you want to do, what your goals are with your estate, you can always get in touch with Nick. CincinnatiEstatePlan dot com is the website, and the phone number is five one three four six three six seven eight nine. And uh, you can always schedule a call directly from the button right there on the front of the website again. So check them out, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. All right, Nick, so taxes behind us. I guess maybe we'll have to do a Britney Spears episode, an update on her, maybe next time to, to get people's interest again. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I was about to ask you, we need to do something better. <laughs> um, so if there's anyone if there's anyone out there who has a better idea than taxes, which would be Everyone, literally anything <laughs> and everybody. You're exactly right. Just to call up Ben uh, and and submit your uh, ideas from the audience, uh, and we'll come up uh, we'll come up with something better for uh, for next time. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate it if you made it this far. We appreciate it and some good information, and hopefully it does help you out. But again, if you have any any questions, any comments, concerns, you can always reach Nick five one three four six three six seven eight nine. All right, Nick, thanks as always. We appreciate you listening to the Complete Estate Planning. We've got a new episode coming in a couple of weeks, so please make sure you subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us 
or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.